All right. All right, together. I changed really fast, didn't I? That was pretty cool. Movie magic. When we show like videos like that right after an uh, announcement video, I think, are we becoming movie church? Like that's a dream. Have movies to show what we want to talk about? Yeah. yeah. Who said yeah? My dude. Yes. So good. Um, anybody watch the game last night? Right? The curse is broken. It is over. We did it. We won. Finally. I, uh, that's the first game that I watched this year of uh, Atlanta United. And so I think, you know, it's partly like my fault that we won, right? Because I was watching the championship game and I wasn't watching all the other games. And then we won. No? No. Okay. <laughs> I was taking one for the team. You know what I mean? No, that's good. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, I got to watch it with some close friends. It just feels good to win, doesn't it? Pretty awesome. Um, so before we get into peace and talking about peace, I got a couple of announcements. First thing you just heard, but I want to reiterate, you can sign up for those classes that we just talked about with RS Together starting in January. So get ready. Be thinking about that. The second thing is that in the announcement video, you heard a little bit about um, the stockings that we're taking up, that the collective and RS kids are partnering together to provide stockings for uh, the kids at the Goshen House. And um, this, is, this is for kids who have aged out of foster care, who, who literally are not going to have a Christmas uh, or any Christmas presents if, if we don't give. And so uh, I just wanted to like, explain a little bit more of that as we come closer to uh, Christmas Day so that, I don't know, so that it could be on your heart so that you could know exactly what you're given to because um, these kids really do need some love and uh, we want to love on them as a body. Sound good? Good. All right. We're going to talk about peace today. And so before we go anywhere, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we know that you're the Prince of Peace. So God, we ask that you would come, you would minister today. Holy Spirit, would you move in our body? Would you move in our lives? Would you move inside of us, through us, and to us? Lord, we, will, we long to know you more. And God, we ask, Lord, that you would have full authority in this house. This is your house, that you would move how you want to move. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. We're going to jump right into Matthew 8. I've never done this before, so I'm really excited about it. I'm going to read the Bible from my phone. So pull out your phone because we know 99% of y'all don't bring like paper Bibles to church anymore, and that's fine, right? Technology, amazing. Jack Walker wanted everybody to know he brought his Bible. So um, we're going to jump right into Matthew 8, and we're going to start at verse 23. I love this. There it is. It's already on the screen. You can watch it up there or read it up there. Then Jesus, he, got into the boat with his disciples and they followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Pause. 
Like that, I feel like there's conversation that happens right in between, you know, that quotation and then the then he got up. He asked, you know, why are you so afraid? I feel like the disciples are in the boat going, are you crazy? You know, like there's like this thing where Jesus says, why are you so afraid? And he go, they all look at him and go, because we're going to die. Like, we're on water. We don't breathe water. Our boat is going underwater. We're going to die. We are a mile from shore. There's no way we're going to swim that far because we've been eating hummus all day because that's what they do out there in Israel. Like, you got to be kidding me, right? I think this is the funniest thing. Why are you so afraid? Obviously, somebody, maybe it's just Peter, who's like, because we're going to die, right? So just so you get what's actually going on here. We're going to drown. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. He's not Aquaman. (laughs) He's a little bit better by a lot. So as we talk about peace, I think all of us have this understanding that we really want it, right? When we start talking about peace and we start thinking about peace in our lives, I, I would argue that every single one of us in this room and maybe every single one of us on the globe would say, I want peace in my life. You know, we have whole religions and movements that are bent on this idea of getting peace, right? But I think that we have a little bit of a misconception about peace and what peace is. Oftentimes, we think that it's just some peace and quiet. Am I right? That you just want some quiet. Sometimes we think maybe it comes from a bottle. Sometimes it comes from just being able to veg. Anybody else use that word, veg? You just want to veg. You just need to chill, watch some sports center, and zone out and take a nap, right? Mid-afternoon, maybe watch some golf, right? Just veg. Sometimes it's drugs. Maybe drugs will bring me peace. Or many other things that we like to fill our lives with. Maybe I could just get a little bit of peace from this thing. Maybe it's that people would just agree with us. You know? I mean, no more conflict. Maybe if everybody saw things the way I did, I would have peace in my life. Maybe nothing ever going wrong. But heavenly peace is what we're looking for, and it's none of these things. Deep down, we know that we're in need of peace that surpasses understanding. Peace that surpasses understanding. Because peace that surpasses understanding is peace that transcends the fears of the world and is rooted in something greater than our circumstances. The kind of peace that comes from substances is the kind of peace that's rooted in our circumstances. And we need peace that's outside of circumstances, right? We need peace that's a strength. This kind of peace only comes from one source, and it's Jesus through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's it. I I know 
You know, there's a lot of things, right? This kind of peace that I'm talking about, that the Bible's talking about, that we're talking about today, only comes from one place, one source, Jesus. I believe that there are three major reasons that we have this peace. I love these things. I'm about to tell you, it's simple, I know, but I love these three things. We have peace because of what he did. Number one. The second is that we have peace because of what he does. And the third is that we have peace because of what he is going to do. (laughs) If we can just grab that, like hold that, that we can have peace because of what he did, what he does, and what he is going to do, I think it shifts our mind. And I'll explain that a little bit more, but Mason, where on earth are you talking about what he did? When I think about what he did, I think about when he came as a baby, as the most innocent, vulnerable, tiny, in need of help child, God himself, born of a virgin into the world. When the angel proclaims peace on earth and goodwill towards men, like this child is born in the earth that we could have peace between us and the Father. Because that doesn't happen without Jesus being born and living the perfect life and then dying death for us and resurrecting in life and taking back the keys of hell. You, You get that, right? Like we are at war with God if that doesn't happen. And so all of a sudden we step into peace with God. Like, we can have peace because he came as the prince of peace. It's amazing. I mean, it like gets me all amped up. Like it's, a, it's like, it's a gift that we can have it because of what he's done for us. But then it's not just what he's done. It's also what he's doing, right? We can have peace because of what he does and he continues to do. He continues every day to pour out his peace on us if we'll receive it. How does he do that? Through his Holy Spirit. Woo! Just like he came and he wrecked the system in the beginning, you know, not in the beginning, but he did in the beginning. He created it and then we wrecked it and then he re-wrecked it to make it better. When he came as an infant, as a baby, and he ruined this war between us and the Lord and gave us peace with the Father as he stood in our place. Now, today, he continues to pour out his peace on us through the power and relationship of the Holy Spirit. It's like this. It's like if we were a tree planted by streams of water. Sound familiar? Right? It's like that, and you've got roots, and these roots, they go deep, and they touch the water, and they soak up that water of the Spirit that's poured out all day, every day, all the time, and it never runs out, and it'll never run dry because it is eternal and forever, and it's the water of relationship, and that water soaks up into your roots where once you are dry and on the verge of death, and it 
pulls into you and it strengthens you and it builds you and, and, and you, you grow and then all of a sudden, fruit starts to come off of your branches and that fruit is peace, right? Like we can have it today. And then the world walks by and somebody sees it and they pluck some of that fruit and they go, wow, this tastes really good. I want to be a tree rooted as well. And you give the peace that Christ gave to you freely and all of a sudden they step into relationship with Jesus because they're longing and looking for that peace. And guess what? There's a whole bunch of other fruit too. But I love this fruit of peace. I love it. So it's not just what he did and what he does. And this one may be like, this one feels like a touchdown or maybe a goal. I don't know. We shouted and screamed last night in a restaurant watching the, watching the game. When I think about this, I think everybody should be shouting at the top of their lungs as soon as this is said. But what he's going to do. We have peace because of what he's going to do. We talked about hope last week. And Hope for what he's going to do is when it gets like rooted in us and we go, oh, wow, yeah, like that's, that's going to happen. And then the peace is our reaction to that. And you go, ooh, wow, like I'm secure. I'm on, I'm on firm ground. I can walk knowing that this is going to happen. This is my peace. This is my reaction. And next week we're going to talk about joy. And that's when you go, oh, yeah, it is going to happen. Oh, man. Because what he's going to do is he's going to return and establish his reign as king. Oh, right? And then it's a different peace. It's like the pinnacle of peace. Like there's peace and then there's that. And it's like, woo, baby. Every tear wiped dry, right? There's, there's no more war. There's no more strife. There's no more uh, conflict. There's no more misunderstanding, Right? Misinterpreted text doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Just perfect communication because there's no conflict. There's unity. You know why? Because there's only one king. Oh, like, doesn't that make your blood just like, yeah? Like, I feel like every fiber of my being is like, woo, I want that. I want that. And we should be looking forward to that. Hmm. These are the main reasons that we should have peace, right? These three reasons. The main three reasons that we should have peace. But how should we have peace? I think is the question that we ask ourselves in our lives often. What should it look like? Like, for my life today, like how should I have peace? In what way should I have peace? Let me tell you a story. When I was in, uh, at university at, at Auburn, I felt like I was just Scottish when I said at university. Um, when I was in college at the University of Auburn, uh, I was studying philosophy and religion studies, and I had a professor, and I still... He was such an undercover Christian. It was unbelievable. I mean, he told us he was a Christian, but all we really did was talk about Jesus, like, the whole time. And he told us this story, and he was talking about ancient ships, shipbuilders, right? Ships are crazy, right? 
Ancient ships, even crazier. How do you get something so heavy to float on water? I mean, I know it's, you know, air and tight and like Brian Pounds, who's, you know, a, or a person who knows a lot of things, uh, teaches at Cambridge and things. He could tell us, right? Brian Jones probably could too because he's a high school science teacher and things. And so like, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of reasons why you can keep something that heavy on water, but it still doesn't make sense, right? How do you do that? And then how did they make stuff airtight? in ancient times. And so this teacher, he's telling us about these ancient shipbuilders in the wood that they would use to make these ships. And what would happen is these ancient shipbuilders is they would go to an island. This is crazy. They would go to an island and they would cut down every tree on the island, but two, right? They would look at them, they'd 